Hey, uh, excited to have this today. We've got an awesome show. Today is one that uh, we're actually doing a very special recording of because we talk a lot about um, a lot of about, about corruption. We talk about getting this country back. Um, first off, though, before we get into today's show and what we're talking about, I want to make a quick thank you to Alexia Preston for being here. Good to be here with you guys. We love having you. She, she brings the fire. And welcome Chelsea Hope back. Thanks for having me. So, all right, we're jumping into this quick uh, because I want our listeners to know why today is uh, this show is probably above all the shows we've done. We've had some great, we've had, I mean, David Martin on here. We've had, you know, we've had some rock stars on here. But to me, there's nothing that matters more than doing things and, and bringing awareness to things that we have control over and fixing what's in our backyard. Uh, we've talked a lot about the corruption in Utah. We've talked about the, the UN involvement in Utah. We've talked about the water issues in Utah. We've talked a lot about election integrity issues in Utah. And I've told so many people that Utah is one of the most corrupt states in the country. People always have a hard time with that. And, and those who know, know it's true. Um, the, today, and the reason that this show needs to get out, and by the way, it, you can follow it on the, all the podcast beam stations but you need to follow it on youtube and share it on youtube on we are the people radio because of what chelsea has gone through and put together um there's a lot of times we want to say utah's this utah's that utah's tied in with the un and the un is in bed in bed with utah and utah's pilot state it's one thing to talk about it's another thing to actually back it up mm. and i've already seen what um Chelsea's put together here, and I will tell you, she is backing up all these all these claims about the corruption in Utah. So, if you want to understand the corruption in Utah, and not just hear someone talk about it, but see the articles, see with your own eyes, and, and see why the, the you know the the uh, the hard evidence behind the corruption here. Buckle your seatbelts because Chelsea's about to take us on a little ride, and uh, it's it's going to blow your mind. I and mean, it blew my mind when we went through this the first time. Yeah. And uh, so everything's here. We'll also put links in the bottom of the uh, channel in the show notes. But um, let's rock and roll. Yeah. I, w- I want to get into this because this is Kay. power. Okay, guys. So I'm going to spend kind of the first 10 minutes on just... If you've seen my videos, if not, um, kind of what the World Economic Forum is doing and how they're ushering everything into our local communities around the globe, especially into Utah. They want Utah to be the hub. I'm not going to spend too much time on all of the smart cities, but you do need to kind of see how the water plugs into that. So um, really quickly here, uh, they want global citizenship and they talk about global digital citizens. And what connects us in with that is our digital ID. They want a digital ID for everybody. Um, and Utah Freedom Coalition did a lot to help kind of try to fight the ID, uh, the digital ID they were trying to pass here in Utah last year. And they helped get that delayed and stopped, but they're bringing it back this year. So we need help at the Capitol fighting that this session. Um, but y- here you can see, and this is straight from the World Economic Forum. And again, they are mimicking Stalin's revolution, industrial revolution. They're calling it the fourth industrial revolution or the great reset. Um, and they're mimicking how he did it. And he came for the agriculture and they're coming for the water and the agriculture first and then our utah strategic plans are mimicking their white papers so straight from the world economic forum you can see they talk about why we need global citizenship and then they talk about a digital identity and having a verifiable identity 
um, how digital identity can improve lives in a post-COVID-19 world. And just so you guys know, they did pass a bill this last session uh, that would give our state the authority to enforce isolated okay. so, quarantine. So violence. one thing you're showing up here is this is what the World Economic Forum, these globals, that's their agenda. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is then you just dropped back said, and said, and in Utah, they just passed a bill that would do what? Uh, they're allowed to enforce isolated quarantines on us now. So okay. a lot of, you know, what they were kind of pushing through with COVID, they have this whole how they can usher in a digital identity due to COVID. And okay, and what reasons. bill, what, what do you have information you have on that bill? I don't remember that house bill number, but I can absolutely provide that link to okay, that bill let's for make the, sure, let's, we'll, the show We'll notes. put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. we do that. Um, their mission, the forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. And this brings us to the opportunity zones. So this is straight, you know, from the World Economic Forum, why opportunity zones could be key to transforming our cities. And basically what opportunity zones are, they're a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, and it's the, they do re redistricting and rezoning for smart homes, smart homes and smart appliances for the affordable housing from all the homeless. They've created the homeless situation, um, but we know what they do. They create a problem so they can come into the solution with the problem and that's where they implement their agenda so this affordable housing is going to um, be smart homes and smart appliances um, and that's going to branch out to the smart cities so your other smart buildings the theaters banks restaurants hospitals and then you've got the transit hub that goes through uh, they want every community connected to a transit hub and they've just in california and other states they've um, come out and said that they want gas cars uh, Banned, banned by yeah. 2035 um and what they're going to do it, they usher in the electric vehicles but we already know that the grid's not handling it and so what they're going to do at one point is is make us dependent on this transit and these smart cities they are calling um five or 15 minute cities or walkable cities or walkable communities because mm -hmm. and, and you know why do we need cars everything's within walking distance yeah, it's interesting, and the Utah County Commission—they've been talking about this mm -hmm. too, yeah. and bringing in all the affordable housing and the high and the high density housing into mm -hmm. Utah County. Yeah, they're bringing it everywhere. They've they've just down in Washington County. They're down there talking to them about it too. I mean, they want it everywhere, and they really want to bring the rural areas in and urbanize them. Um, if they can't, they'll either bring you know the broadband, the smart water, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, the transit hubs, all of it out to them. And if they can't do that, they're going to start dissolving towns and bringing them in. Um, but then you've got the smart grid, the smart utility grid where the smart water and the smart energy is all plugged in. And these solar panels that everyone's getting for free from the federal government, they're eventually going to implement that they're not efficient and they need to uh, share, share the energy from them and plug them into the grid. So everything's going to be plugged into the grid. Um, that's kind of how they branch out into the smart cities is through these opportunity zones. I just want to make a quick statement on this and why this is significant. Um, everyone talks about ESG, but mm -hmm. what ESG really is, is it, it is social credit scores that they're doing in China. And mm -hmm. for the social credit score to be effective, it's not just about controlling your bank account. It's about being able to control everything. That's mm -hmm. what tyrants want is they want total control. They want to be able to control your electricity. They want to be able to control how much you drive your car. They want to be able to control... Um, if you're, your heat, your food, I mean, they want to be able to watch what you're eating, uh, because the reason this, again, when you're in a totalitarianism system and you're on United Healthcare, 
all of a sudden, and it's interesting how they're pushing obesity because, again, mm -hmm. they, they, they give the problem, then they give the cure. When they push obesity, and now all of a sudden obesity is this major thing, well, guess who has to come step in and fix it? The government. And why? Because now you eat too much. Well, now you're a burden on the tax dot payers. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to watch what's going in your fridge, which they can do with the smart cities. Mm -hmm. And we can and and again, I they can have the power to turn off your water. Yep. They can have power to turn off your electricity. They can turn off your heat. They can turn off your car. They have absolute control over every single thing in your life, not just your bank. Right. And. Again, this is already happening in China. Mm -hmm. This is not like some, this is not a theory. This is already in practice in China. And in Utah, we are rushing to implement smart everything, which yeah. gives anything that is smart means they have control over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you see these sci fi movies of like the facial recognition, and that's how they're keeping track of, you know, Chinese citizens and monitoring them and getting them to comply. And, but I mean, they have that there. And our airport system here that they are expanding on, they're get, it's going to be complete biometric. I mean, you can go to the website and look it up yourself. It's no more giving the ID to look at. It's complete biometric scanning of the face. All sorts of surveillance is going up at the, at the airport. Thatcher just passed a bill. I found out it was actually passed. The um, facial recognition, it's forcing facial recognition on us um, with our uh, vehicle registration. So our digital ID and our driver's license, it's all going to be tied to facial recognition. And all these LED lights and stuff that you're seeing, all the street lights, and those are all surveillance and cameras. Um, and there's we don't have the option to opt out. So Thatcher's just put in place now facial recognition and total breach of privacy, right? But basically spying on us. And when they do implement ESG. See, this is what's funny is, is uh, you know, most of our listeners have, have you guys watched 1984. You've read the mm -hmm. book 1984. You've seen George Orwell's, you know, utopia where you've got, or, or dystopia where you've got Big Brother watching you on your TV. I mean, you look at what's passed legislation that's already been passed because of the Patriot Act, because yeah. of, you know, there. How many people have Alexa in their home? You know, mm -hmm. Google, like literally listening to yeah. every single thing. What happens when that turns, you know, when all of a sudden this gets implemented a little bit further, when now all of a sudden the government is listening to everything, every single thing you're saying, every conversation you're having, there is no more privacy. You start talking to your kids about things that the government doesn't agree with. Yeah. Because again, let's take this to our schools. You know, one of the things that we're, that when we bring in the people from the state department of education, one of the things they say is that there's, there's a huge push now that the children do not belong to the parent. They belong to the state yeah. mm -hmm. and that the state is the ultimate authority. Well, what happens at home when this parent starts to counter the state, when this parent starts saying, well, Hey, what you're learning at school and now they're being monitored. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, <laughs> we are laying the groundwork for our own enslavement right now. And you've got Thatcher yeah. pushing these bills. Yeah. And again, if, if why does this matter to our listeners? Thatcher works for you. Right. Thatcher is your servant. He is your representative. You mm -hmm. put in office and he's putting in bills into place that are going to lead to, you, to your enslavement. Mm -hmm. You have the responsibility to get him out of office or call him or email him. Right. And you'll see in some of these bills, which I'll provide the links for too, okay. is you'll see even in our own state bills by 2030 in line with agenda 2030. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the surveillance state, it's, it's, and they implement ESG 
And if you haven't heard Marlo Oaks talk about that, I would highly recommend that you go to one of his presentations or listen to him talk about that. But it's, it is basically a social credit score and your carbon footprint, you're not doing things that are environmentally or socially acceptable, and they can cut you off to anything at any point. Your water, your food, your money, you can't get a loan, you can't digitally turn onto the, or scan onto the transit. I mean, they will tell you where you can travel, when you can travel, when and how long. Um, what is it in Russia is it, or China? Is it one two cameras for every person I think I think it's there's two cameras or one camera for every two people something something along those lines in, in, in China is how much mass surveillance they have yeah they have a lot of surveillance and they're trying to usher that here right now so um, so we talked about the opportunity zones through the World Economic Forum and this is straight from the Rockefeller Foundation's papers and you've read that I've, I've shown that to you um, making opportunity zones work for communities and again it's this affordable housing, which, by the way, our entire homeless system here to push people into affordable housing, um, it, it's not like a state agency. It's a nonprofit, and Josh Romney owns it. It's the Road Home and Shelter the Homeless, and Josh Romney owns this, and he created this in partnership. Who is Josh Romney? Mitt Romney's son. <laughs> And they created, he created this in partnership with his business partner, Steve Eliason, who is one of our um, legislators. Um, <clears throat> so you can see right here, um, Rockefeller states himself that the framework, uh, they did in partnership with the Sorensen Impact Center at the University of Utah. Now, Utah Opportunity Zones, this is straight from our Utah governor's website, and you can see on the next page here towards the bottom that he is in partnership with the Kemsey Gardner Poly Policy Institute and the Sorensen Impact Center through the University of Utah. So Cox is in direct partnership with Rockefeller on bringing these affordable housing and opportunity zones into our state where they branch off into these World Economic Forum smart cities. And Romney and Herbert and Cox and Brad Wilson and Ann Milner and Eliason and Thatch, all of these people who are, who are implementing all these things also sit on the board of the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute which Cox says right here he's partnered wow. with on this as well. So they're all in on it together. Um, wow. You can see here World Economic Forum making affordable housing a reality in cities. And one thing that I did want to mention real quick is because you mentioned the smart appliances. Um, they do the with the um, fridge thing. They've got a whole app now, and it's always they sell us on our slavery with either protection or convenience. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna come out and your fridges eventually are gonna be hooked to the internet. And so you can see inside your fridge online. So when you're at the grocery store, it's convenient to be able to pull up online. Oh, I can see in my fridge, what do I need? What do I need to buy? But eventually they're gonna take over that. And they talk about how they're going to force us to, they're gonna count our calories for us, tell us what we can eat, when we can eat. They talk about the bug bars and all of it. Um, but they'll be able to know with your faucets in your house, your water faucets and all these smart faucets that they're having you put in and, and smart controls to the sprinklers and all of it. Um, if you're watering your lawn, if you're using water from the kitchen sink or getting a drink, you know, for drinking from the fridge, if it's flushing the toilet, if it's bathing or showering, they know exactly how much water you're using and when in real time, and they can shut you off to any of those appliances. I mean, who needs a prison when you have control over everybody's, everything in their home? Yeah. How much water, how much mm -hmm. electricity? Yeah. I probably do need someone counting my calories for me. <laughs> uh, just not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, World Economic Forum again, how to ensure that connected homes are for everyone. And here you've got the smart appliances. 
security, your home entertainment, comfort and lighting, control and connectivity, energy management, all of it, all of it's going to be connected. And here's where, here's a Utah strategic plan where we're talking about the walkable centers or walkable communities. And I won't spend too much time on this, but they talk about improving walkability and adopting flexible zoning. And our legislators are involved in redistricting and rezoning to allow these high density affordable homes to go in. Um, I find it funny here in that they always have green spaces, um, which we'll get into in just a second, but these water features, they always have like the splash pads and water fountains. And it's like, if you're so concerned about the water and this drought that we're in, you're creating things where water can evaporate. And then we, you know, the data cooling centers and the mining. Yeah, it's so funny how concerned they are with water. And then mm -hmm. the data centers here that are using obscene Tons amount of money. Of water. Or water. And then how about even our ski resorts? I mean, no one ever talks mm -hmm. about how much water they use to make, to make snow. Right. I mean, but yet, you know, here they are monitoring how much water goes into our homes. Yeah. Well, and even building home, home development, the water that goes into that. And Cox saying we'll take all the immigrants we can get right now. And it's like, I thought we don't even have enough water to take care of ourselves right now. And the mining and all of it, which we'll get into that as well. Um, and then the transit. We've got the, tr the transit hubs that they want going through every community. And you can see World Economic Forum there for the transit as well. Innovation and mobility, keeping people moving, well, all under the guise of protecting the climate and climate change. Um, accelerating the transition to safer, more sustainable transportation and global new mobility coalition under the World Economic Forum. So they do want total global, they want one global government. Future of the connected world, uh, mobilizing global action to create a connected future for all. So no more, you know, state level or country level they want they want everything globally controlled here's the future of the connected world and the plan for action in the global action a recent progress of the 2022 highlights efforts by the international community to advance technology governance and this is again how we talked about the computers the data digitally that's how they're going to govern everything um, they talk about being smart and smart cities, a governance roadmap for digital technologies. Our alliance is creating smart city governance. And the biodiversities, so the biodiversities by 2030 are basically they're bringing the green cities into the smart cities. And this is where they bring in the rain roofs. Um, and this, this is actually funny to me with the rain roofs because in Utah we have the Rainwater Harvesting Act that they put into place in 2010 and then the stormwater amendments in 2013 and they're sitting there ready to utilize whenever they want but basically state Utah state law right now says that um, you have to register to collect your own rainwater um, and all water belongs to the state so a puddle in the water or in the street belongs to the state um, and if you're not registered to collect water some, from somewhere it's theft you're, you'll have criminal charges pressed against you and you can't collect um, I'm sorry trade buy or sell your water and you're only allowed to collect 2700 gallons of rainwater for productive use and the rest is to go into the ground or it's theft and they are going to be monitoring this and we'll talk about that in a second as well biodiversities and then these community gardens so these green spaces and community gardens and what they're doing is part of what the world economic forum does is they really try to get the community engaged in implementing these things and, and helping to implement their slavery basically and they're having the community come and, and plant these gardens and it sounds like a great idea but the contracts when you pull them up is they're going to implement ESG and 
if you are breaking the rules to the garden or if you've done something that's not acceptable and your score goes down, then you're going to be locked out of the garden. And you have to buy a plot. There's only so many plants that you're allowed to plant, only certain types. You can only plant so many. They can only be so high, so wide. Some you can't plant trees. It's like a super HOA. They're going to regulate everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, the community garden toolkit, negotiating and signing contracts, what they say is the last step in establishing a community garden. So they're going to get you on board for these community gardens, then they're going to come out and tell you, by the way, we're coming up with contracts, and you're going to be locked out if you don't obey the rules. Um, Here's some examples of them. Uh, Garden rules, provide the gardener with the rules and regulations, and explain that they must be obeyed by all gardeners, highlighting any serious offenses. Compliance with garden rules emphasize that the gardener must comply with the rules or lose the privilege of gardening. So they are going to come out with this. Here's Utah County promoting urban agriculture and community gardening. So they're bringing it in Salt Lake City community gardens. And here's one of the uh, contracts for Utah. So here's the smart grid that I talked about, the World Economic Forum, the Accenture Release Smart Grid Report, where everything's all plugged in. You can see the innovation in the grid, why modernizing the electrical grid is a global imperative, and preparing for the next-gen utility operations. So again, water, energy, all your utilities will be digitally controlled. The global smart grid, the international market for the smart grid. And here you can see the smart grid is connected to smart homes, renewable energy, consumer engagement, operation centers, distribution intelligence, plug-in electric vehicles. And then they have World Economic Forum investment in the broadband. And that broadband is just the internet. Um, If you've heard of the internet of things, um, this is what basically brings their surveillance state out. And you hear them wanting to bring their broadband out up our canyons to our camping sites, to rural areas. Um, Interesting. What we've been noticing when we go up uh, to Silver Lake, you see these big, big, you know, towers that are all the way up there mm-hmm. and then uh closing off the road i mean it is it is uh what i what we came to realize last time we we're going up there is, is they're starting to also put you know uh, these big uh gates all the way up these canyons mm. and uh you know so they have surveillance up there now and then gates to keep people out yeah and what i realized is that's all federal land Mm-hmm. So yeah. when 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 that when when the crap hits the fan, you think you're going to go up in the mountains? Yeah. Oh no! Now you're trespassing, mm-hmm. and, and and you're an area where there's where there's they're putting surveillance. That you have mm-hmm. to go past these gates. That's the thing people don't realize. When you're surrounded by federal land, if the, if the crap hits the fan, where do you think you're going? Yeah. Well, and not only that, but even I've heard legislation talk about uh, they want all these new state parks, like they want Bridalville Falls to be a state park, and everyone thinks it's great that they come in and they keep it clean, but Guys, they charge you a fee to get in, and then they lock it up if they want to, and they tell you when you can come in and when yeah. you can't, and they want access to all of our water sources yeah. that they control. Um, so, yeah, here you can see Internet governance straight from their website as well, online surveillance, identity management, privacy forensics, expanding access, uh, preventing online crime, user rights, and censorship. And this is where they talk about the World Economic Forum has their Internet of Things. And this is just, again, where, you know, your cell phone, basically anything that can connect to the Internet is under a surveillance state. So our facial recognition cameras, your cell phones, your digital smart homes and appliances and your digital ID that's connected to your digital health records that are telling them if you're vaccinated or not and all of it. 
And here on our Utah government website, this is Cox's website, is the Internet of Things. So, so here's hopefully what people are picking up. What Chelsea's doing is she's going through and showing you here's what the, you know, the, the World Economic Forum, these, these globalists, their agenda is for Agenda 2030. Here's, all, here's their strategy. Here's what they want to have in place. And then when you come to Utah, and what she's going to show you is we are lockstep with everything mm-hmm. they're doing. And not just lockstep, there's... If they, we, we are probably the most compliant state of any state in the country that moving this stuff forward, and it's all right under our nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're such so a conservative us, so state. So let's go back to this we're page. We're paying attention. Which okay. page? The one you're on right now. So. Okay. Yep. So here's the Internet of Things for Utah, and you can see smart digital assistance, the smart buildings transportation um in utah they just came out with a strategic plan for making all the highways smart highways in the name of charging your electric vehicles Um, but they've also come out with a program where they want to digitally control the ramps so they can tell you when and they're blaming it on traffic when you can and cannot get on the freeway and so they're limiting our ability and controlling our ability to travel um you've got sure that will be interstate too so you're mm-hmm. you know, somewhat limited to leaving state boundaries mm-hmm. yeah and the digital transit they've i mean they've connected it it's going to be a country-wide thing but right now they've got contracts with you know they're into idaho and wyoming and nevada and but they're yeah um you've got the statewide gps network the ustar riot so that's robotics internet of things program you've got the connected drones vehicles and robotics and there is an f-35 lightning 2 program going on up at hill air force base where they are doing programs for cyber uh, security tracking surveillance um and this is the problem they're having in california is the um this is gonna this, all these drones vehicles robotics they're gonna be used for surveillance in california right now um they are forced to pay for their own water from their own wells on their own land, and they've got this kind of stuff making sure that they're doing it. Um, local government collaboration and smart cities. So they say right there they're doing the smart cities. You've got your Internet of Things, right? So your digital health care, the Internet of Things, climate and environmental monitoring. This is all Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is on our Utah government website. Public safety and then the water systems. So the smart water, and this is where we come to the water where the water plugs in. And this is really important, guys, because if everyone needs to ask themselves a very serious question, if you're not able to have access to water for three days, how desperate are you going to be? What rights are you willing to give up and freedoms are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do for some water at that point? And we're very quickly approaching that point. No. Tyrants understand if you control water, you control people. And one of the most common, well, one of the common ways of torturing people in, in Russia was to um, feed them only salty things. Actually, the Gulag Archipelago talks about they'd feed the prisoners salty things, just only a salty diet, and and they would withhold water and just keep. And and then when these when they would become parched and begging for water, it would be they you would get water in exchange for giving up if you had you know gold within you, you're hiding it, or gold at your home, or turning someone else in. Mm-hmm. And so they used, you know, withholding water as, as a way to getting information from people. And it's a common way. And so the fact that they're able to, you know, control our water mm-hmm. should be, should be concerning, especially when they pass laws that make it illegal to gather your own water. Yeah. 
Yeah, and... And going through an initiative right now for the secondary water meters for uh-huh. irrigation water. Yeah. And everyone's just... Uh, I'm on a community page right now, and people are annoyed by it because it's messing up their lawn or, you know, the workers are blocking their driveway. And they say things like, oh, I understand, well, they got to do it, but... I'm like, but do they really have to do it? Are mm. you really upset about them messing up your lawn, or are you going to be mostly upset when they're mm. starting to cut off your access to that secondary water. And the problem that people need to realize is that we've gotten so complacent and so compliant because they implement these things step by step, little by little over the years so that it's normalized. Because if they were to take such a big step all at once, it it would be such a shock. We'd, We'd have an uprising. So they do it little by little. And... You guys, they were never meant to have this much regulation and control. Our Constitution no. does not give them these rights to take on this authority and tell us what to do. Um, they don't have the constitutional rights to do this, and that's what people need to realize. Um, and with the water, you know, they're systematically with the water coming for the energy, which we'll get into with this stuff, the salt, Great Salt Lake that we're going to get into, um, the energy, the food, and the water. And they need these water conservation efforts to control all three of those. And they're, they're going to have to probably go back to past um, uh, episodes that we did together on kind of the drought narrative and how they're implementing the drought narrative. Yeah, so she's referring to, we've done a couple different uh, episodes in the past. You can go back and find those on uh, Honored. Go to the YouTube channel, We Are The People Radio, and there's one on They're Stealing Our Water, and I think there's one we did before that, but if you look for the videos with Chelsea Hope, um, phenomenal information. Yeah, so they need that narrative to push this, and Stalin even said there was a, an experience with Stalin where he took a chicken and he ripped out all of its feathers and it was bleeding and hurt and he put out some food and it came to him and he basically said, see, you can do anything to them and they'll keep coming back as long as you control the food. And they are going to systematically come for the food and the water when they come for the water. So here we've got um, the remote meter reading and the LoRa devices enable smart water utilities. Um, this is the World Economic Forum, Smart Water and Waste World. Our Bureau of Reclamation, um, you see the Water Smart program. So this is Utah. Yep. I love it. I mean, it's here's what the World Economic Forum does. Boom, here's Utah. Yeah. You know, we're, oh, you know, let, let's, let's implement it here. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you see the World Economic Forum's new uh, logo? I haven't, not yet. It, it's basically a swastika. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Does not surprise me. Okay, so here's the artificial intelligence for smart water management systems. And this is what we've talked about before that people have had a lot of questions about. And it's the artificial intelligence smart piping. So you're hearing about the lead and the old infrastructure, and they're going in and replacing all of our water infrastructure. They're just not telling you that it is with smart um, artificial intelligent piping and infrastructure. Just kind of how they didn't tell people in Colorado um, that they were implementing controls that they could come in and regulate later, and we saw Colorado get their thermostats shut off and locked on them. Um, they're implementing things that they can come in and control later. And what this is is the World Economic Forum and United Nations has teamed up with Estera through a prob- uh, program called Earthworks, and it's the satellite system. And the satellite um, looks down these smart pipes have little sensors and it's you know it sends this little beam and the satellite can basically look down kind of like x-ray or you know laser vision and it can see the whole system it can see if there's a leak somewhere it can see what water units it's going to and it 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 can track again your your water uh, faucets and smart appliances in your home and your yard where you're using water how much water you're using when in real time and so if you're using more water than you're supposed to they can shut you off whenever they want so you gonna say something? No, I'm saying wow. 
So here's the Astera where they launched okay. the master plan for water utility asset management. Um, they talk about, so they do correlating continuous acoustic monitoring technology for leak detection is based on a series of sensors that are installed on fire hydrants throughout the distri distribution system to cover uh, a wide, as wide area as possible. Um, satellite imagery looks for leak detection and gets into it. I don't have a whole lot of time to go in this, so you guys can look into this later, but district metered air areas observe system flow patterns using flow meters for leak detection, and they allow utilities to monitor flow to specific portions of the distribution system. So, and here's the earth observation that sees below the surface, so it sees the whole system. And if you think that it's not here, it says right here, <laughs> USA Partner Program. Um, one of the things that, I don't want to get too much into this, but Jen's talked a lot about the inland port, and the inland port has satellite ports. Um, so you can see that on our own website here. Um, the Utah Inland Port, um, they've partnered with the Department of Water Quality and they're going to start tracking with the satellites overseeing and regulating our water. And the thing with the Inland Port is they're a sovereign entity, um, so they don't, they don't answer to anyone. There's no authority above them. And they can levy yeah, taxes. That's they scary. can practice eminent domain. So Yeah, the Inland Port's a scary issue. And for those who are not familiar with it, it's something you need to be aware of uh, because if they do bring that and they're, and they're trying very hard to bring it to Utah, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, sustainable and smart logistics. And then Astera using geospatial data to support sustainability. And they talk about building sustainable communities and how it's impossible without the use of technology and geospatial data. And then you've got here their sustainable development goal number 11, straight from World Economic Forum's website, is the sustainable cities and communities. So here, World Economic Forum ensuring sustainable water management for all by 2030. Here's why putting a price on safe water will ensure universal access to it. So they want global access to everybody's local water. Um, one of the things people, I'm not going to get too much into these guys, but um, people need to look out for the water. They have a water environment federation now, and it is tied to the World Economic Forum. And they talk about control strategies and compliance and regulation. We've got the smart watering solution for commercial and municipal properties. Uh, and I'm not gonna get too much into this just for the sake of time, but um, you can see here that these programs and these companies can reliably connect smart meters um, to cellular networks and they can streamline water and gas bill disputes or whatever else comes up with cellular internet of things. Um, this is kind of showing what's going on with California, and I just want to talk about California for just a minute. Um, the Astera, the satellite program, they've worked in conjunction with California. You can see this first sentence here. They were tested at the California American System. And California utilities deploy smart water meters amid the drought. Well, what's happened is they've come out, and again, they've told um, Californians that have wells on their uh, land that they basically have to pay fees for pumping water from their own wells now. And they went so far now, they're fighting, um, they're going to start smart metering their wells. Wow. So they want full, I mean, there's a reason you have to register for a well on your own land. They want to be able to control it. Um, and they've, you know, they've, there's a whole big thing you can read about this later, but it says that the uh, California Environmental Protection Agency asserts a shockingly broad domain over private property. And they are using, again, the drones and surveillance to monitor that. Um, 
we won't get too much into this, but they California says California knew smart meters were dangerous. And this guy who worked for the World Health Organization basically came out um, and talks about how these smart meters are dangerous, the microwaving effects that they have, and he's begging everybody to go back to the analog systems. Okay, so here we've got the remote monitoring solutions for agriculture and livestock. And they're gonna start pushing the farmers onto smart irrigation systems as well. So you see digital, there's a lot on the digital farming and smart water irrigation, so you guys can kind of look into that. You can see China talks about by 2030, everything's by 2030, um, smart irrigation systems. Um, and over here, they talk about uh, announcing carbon credits, carbon credit program for drip irrigated rice. So that's the ESG that they're going to bring in. Yeah. And the Go ahead. Smart sprinkler, sprinkler irrigation systems as well. So coming back to... Utah water smart systems. You can see they're going, what they're doing is they're, these organizations that are partnered with World Economic Forum and Cox and Romney and Herbert and all of them, um, they're going to city councils and they are presenting all of these things. So the internet of things and the smart water and the affordable housing and that's why your cities and counties are bringing these things in and this is why we need to be at our city council fighting this stuff. Um, I'm going to talk to my mayor in Orem. Because one of the ways they're doing this is through the, uh, what is it, the uh, the League of Cities and Towns, mm -hmm. is that what it is? Yep. Where it, where you have this global organization that's involved in almost every mm -hmm. single uh, city, county. Shadow government. Yeah. Kind of a shadow government where it's, it's they work with basically employees, the city managers. Mm -hmm. yep. and, oh. and they're the ones, they're not even elected, who are guiding the mayors. Yep. Down down this road, and people say, "Oh, that sounds like conspiracy theory." I mean, no. Here's what's funny, guys. Okay, this this is what blows my mind. We're in Utah, and I can go on on you know. When I was running for Congress, I'd ask all the time, "How many of you believe we are living in the last days?" And I'll tell you, you could go on the street, and I think most people believe that. Mm -hmm. And most people also say, what type of things do you believe are going to happen in the last days? And that, well, this global government, the number of the beast, you know, this, this, na this global conspiracy that will, you know, there'll be war and, you know, all, all this horrible things will, we will see worse than the world has ever seen. So, so, so here's where I just am fascinated in Utah and, and to, to our listeners. Um, I know our listeners are a little more awake than most, but do they just think that, like, this government, this shadow government, this, this, all these things that have been foretold by, for, since the beginning of time is just overnight going to appear. Right. Like overnight, it's just going to happen. Like one day it's there. Do they, do they not recognize that if that stuff's real, that it, that the framework is being built today. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, well, you know, well, we're in Utah. How many people in Utah and we'll talk, we'll talk specifically to the LDS crowd because the LDS crowd in Utah is some of the most asleep politically in, in the state. I mean, most other Christian churches are awake politically. They're fighting back. And, and again, I want to be not across the board because I'll tell you there's the most, the greatest LDS patriots I've ever met are LDS. But the fact of the matter is this, how many people have heard from, you know, the early brethren that Salt Lake would be one of the most wicked places in the world? Mm -hmm. And I think people think, oh, that means there's going to be people on every street corner smoking cigarettes. I mean, is that really what that kind of wickedness would be? Or what has the true wickedness always been? It is Gadiatin robbers. It is wickedness gathers at the center of power. Mm -hmm. Wickedness loves control. Wickedness wants power. Where is the center of power? It is always in governments. Yeah. So if Utah is going to be one of the most wicked places in the, in the, in the, in the world, 
would that not be completely infested in our government? Right. And then you look at this stuff and you look at what this global government, which is this global beast that the, the book of Revelation talks about. Mm-hmm. You look what they're what they're trying to put together. And then you look at Utah. We are we are we are parroting. We are doing everything. We we are that we are the test subjects. Yeah. I mean, why if Utah is in a drought, why do we have all the data centers here that yeah. require obscene amounts of water? Why here in the desert? Yeah. Why do they want to put, you know, the the inland port in Utah? Why is there so much attention on Utah? Mm-hmm. It's because we are asleep at the will. Yes. It's because the one state that should be awake, that should be fighting, is the state that says all is well in Zion. There's nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, our enslavement is being built around us. Yeah. What better place for our enemy to move in where people aren't paying attention because we're thinking it could never happen here. And guys, the the Salt Palace is a UN building. It's a new United Nations headquarters. They want Utah to be the hub of their one world order. And I'm and everything you're showing. And that's why I'm glad about you you showing this because people need to see it. It's one thing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. People need to see how in bed Cox and and the uh, I mean you go through most of our senators and congressmen, even our county people. These people are in bed with with these UN yeah. people, with and, the Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. And Mike Levitt, you know, ambassador of China and all his relations with China and the corruption with Mike Levitt, which we won't get too much in today, but he founded Envision Utah, and Cox has partnered up with Envision Utah to implement every program into every community, whether it's health, education, infrastructure. A lot of the stuff we're fighting in the schools comes from Envision Utah as well, and that's Mike Levitt. And Mike Levitt sits on the board of a lot of the big bad corporations here that are partnered with our state agencies, which is how they're pushing this stuff in. And he also sits on the board of the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute, University of Utah, with Romney and Cox and our legislators and all these people. So, guys, they are. They're they're in bed with our enemy, and they're selling us out. And he's had um, presentations and events down at UVU with China's leaders to talk about our national security and tactical issues on a state level with state agencies with them down there. So, yeah, it is where this is headed. But you can see uh, how they tie the, the meter reading for water meters, smart meters, to the Internet of Things projects. We're going to fight this in my city. I, th- I think he just doesn't know. Um, Utah growing, water smart. We're encouraged to invest in smart sprinkler systems, this article here. I think most people know that they're pushing the smart water. This is the Utah Division of Water Resources, um, and it talks about how they've connected with the Babbitt Center for the Land and Water Policy through the Lincoln Institute of Land Policy. And the Lincoln Institute of Land Policy talks about sustainably, and again, sustainability, that's one of the big words, it's language, the World Economic Forum, manage land and water resources, and they are combining land and water um, departments and resources so that they can kind of take over both at the same time in one big swoop. Um, They talk about international networks, and then you can see here that you can go look into this, but they are, um, they're partnered with these programs with the World Economic Forum. And then Utah makes plans for a water smart future through their same department. So this is the water conservation efforts that they're pushing um, because we're supposedly in a drought. And this is how, right, how they're pushing all the smart water meters and the water faucets and everything in our homes. Um, and so we've got the it pays to save. One of the things they're doing is they're allowing for um, developers for construction for homes a 25% reduction in site and rear yards. Now, if you think about... <laughs> 
how big those yards are already. They're already very small. So what they're doing is they're taking out um, the ability to have very large yards um, so that you don't have to water, water the yards as much. And that kind of goes in conjunction with the local scapes and the landscapes is what they're doing is they're giving you grants and tax dollars and subsidies to rip out your turf uh, to conserve water so you're not watering as much. But they're, the regulations with that is the stipulations are you have to put in non-agriculture soil and turf. So you're ripping out your ability to plant agriculture and food for yourself. Mm. And something that requires actually more water like zero scapes. Yeah, they're having you put in rock and all sorts of stuff that it's like it creates more heat and evaporation. And um, they did actually, they're, they're trying to pass a bill, which we need to fight as well, um, that would give the Department of Agriculture, it's already been, it's already been proposed, uh, the uh, authority to come investigate and regulate um, any farms, gardens, greenhouses, apiaries, basically on your, in your own backyards, or farmers, your own backyards, um, if they suspect that there might be an outbreak of communicable diseases between insects and plants. And they're talking about communicable diseases between li of livestock, so them being able to come quarantine and regulate our farmers' livestock. And in uh, Australia, they just force vaccinated all their livestock. So these are some of the things coming. But you've ripped out your ability to plant agriculture for yourself, and you're slowly becoming dependent on them, on these community gardens, on the commercial agriculture, on them. Um, the smart controls and... Uh, sprinklers and all that and then the other thing i want to talk about is oh, the, the toilet, toilet stuff <laughs> this is getting all right so they, this you, is a real <laughs> you can see that they're combining everything so, together what is this. smart toilets let's get right. at it so in order to conserve water freaking believable this is crazy when you flush your toilet um it's supposed to save you know water when it flushes the only thing is is these smart toilets scan your anus when you sit on the toilet and they take what they're calling an anal print. And these, basically they're taking biometric data. Uh, they can tell your height, weight, if you're sick or not. Um, but they're taking data and then what they're doing is they're taking pictures and they're uploading pictures of the cloud so that they can tell who in the household is sitting on the toilet when, so they know. They're well, they, these people are freaking data. sick. So, I mean, what is it with the Chinese, too? Remember, they were pulling people off the plane and giving them anal swabs to test for mm -hmm. COVID? I mean, these people are sick. Yeah, yeah. They they want to breach every ounce of dignity, dignity. and privacy that dignity. we have. Any mm -hmm. dignity that we have. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, if it's yellow, let it mellow yeah. type of thing. It's <laughs> oh. archaic, I guess, now. No, yeah, it's now it's just anal scans. Yeah, <laughs> anal scans. So here's, um, we won't get too much into the dams, but I did want to mention really briefly, we talked last time about Deer Creek Reservoir, and um, I showed the video of them releasing water through the dam, and kind of what they were doing is they they weren't letting boats on the uh, on the. Uh, lake because they were draining it and they told us that they were draining water into the great salt lake and so this is where we're going to get into kind of the great salt lake and water conservation and what cox has come out yeah and because done. all this stuff you have to, it works with a narrative right mm -hmm. that is why the climate change narrative is is they're relentless and they've got little little uh, greta in there crying about how we're all going to be dead soon yeah. they, they're there so the narrative all has to fit with the climate change and for the for them to control our water means we have to not have water. Yeah. So there so so the key is again create the problem and then you have the cure. The cure is we're going to control all the water. So that, so now tell us why they need to control our water because to most people when they see oh yeah well it makes sense we're in a drought. 
They need to control the water. We need to be watch our neighbors. We need to make sure we're not using it as much. We need to measure it because there's only finite water. Yeah. Is that true? Is it is no. what's what so what's going on here? No. And I will mention real quick, I won't get too much into it, but you can follow Paul Power, P A U E R. He actually just passed away, but he's documented his whole journey and he's got people, you know, helping helping to keep going what he was doing. But he survived the Hungarian water crisis and um He's been going around the globe his whole his whole life and helping drill wells. And they've taught he talks about how they've stopped teaching drillers to drill properly. And he teaches you how to tell the drillers to drill, where to look, how to hit successfully and hit a vein every time. But he's documented all these wells that they've drilled and they've never you can't go down like ten feet, you have to go down at least two hundred feet, but they've never run out of water. And You'll see articles from 2014, 2017. I can provide those as well for below this video, those links. But uh, they came out, even CNN, they came out and said, researchers have found that water is made deep within the Earth's crust. And under the geothermal, geothermal heat and pressure of the Earth's crust, it pushes our, our Earth's crust contains the elements, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon, and it pushes elements together. And two, two hydrogen, one oxygen creates water. And so when you think about all of these geysers and hot springs and where this water is coming up out of the earth nonstop and we've got pump springs it's a tourist attraction in Ogden it's a it pumps up 60 gallons of water per minute and it's like it's been there forever it's a tourist attraction um and you know for those that do believe in the bible it when he talks about when God flooded the world um and with Noah and his ark he talks about how he opened the bowels of the earth and so we've got all this water coming up that we have we have plenty of clean water and they know that and you guys are gonna your blood is gonna boil when you find out what they're doing with our great salt lake and how they're actually getting rid of the water because that's what the utah's drought narrative is centered around the great salt lake yeah right the great salt lake is low and therefore it's 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 producing chemicals that are dangerous to to, to the brine to the to the to the to to people it's mm -hmm. toxins so we have to keep the great salt lake Filled, so we have to drain all the reservoirs, drain everything Utah Lake, and push it all to the Great Salt Lake. Yeah. So the Great Salt Lake doesn't get too low because that's so dangerous. What's going on there? Yeah. So the the narrative is the arsenic dust, and if the art, you know, all the water dries up, that the arsenic will be breeding the dust in. Um, so they're draining all our fresh water out there, and Deer Creek uh, was draining their reservoir, and we were told that they were draining it into the Great Salt Lake. And then I started getting a bunch of different excuses of, no, it's actually going to uh, water rights. But I did a grammar request for all of the departments, and basically everybody came back and said they have no such records of water rights being distributed those days. And um, here is, I know that you had asked earlier, really quick, side note, um, the for a couple of the maps, and there's lots of maps I can provide more, but of the kind of the system of all the canals and piping, because we've got like from American Fork and Spanish Fork Canyon and you know, everywhere, <laughs> all of our piping. These are all a lot of the underground pipe mm -hmm. where basically tunnels of water can yeah. travel through. Yeah, and it it's all goes down to into Utah Lake, and then they send it up Jordan River into the Great Salt Lake. So. You can see here the Bonneville unit is what they call it. it. has six component systems, starvation collection, strawberry, diamond fork, Utah Lake, it names a bunch of them. And it says that these systems consist of a large network of reservoirs, aqueducts, tunnels, and canals, pipelines, and pumping plants, conveyance facilities, and electro. So they talk about it. So here's the West Desert pumps. And for those of you that have been following me, you know that I took a trip out there. And these are the pumps that they put in when we had severe flooding. And they pump 1.5 million gallons of water per minute into the West Desert to dry up and evaporate 
when we had flooding and we were told that they were turned off but I went out there and here's a couple of pictures that I took of the canal out there and this is this year mm-hmm. when all of a sudden we're pumping draining all of our reservoirs to go to the Great Salt Lake Lo and behold, the pumps from the Great Salt Lake are pumping mass amounts of water out into the desert. There's water in the canal all the way out into the West Desert. And I talked to a hydrologist that says that they can actually uh, push water under the flats and move it around under the flats out there. But what I came across next um, really upset me. We know that the $40 million was given to Brad Wilson, Speaker of the House, to research the Great Salt Lake. That angel? such an angel um ways to save the great salt lake and figure out the water levels bring the water levels up because we're sending all our fresh water out there um here's another article on it and what i found is that we've got a ton of mining companies out there the great salt lake now the great salt lake is a sovereign entity um and when our water our fresh water hits the great salt lake these mining companies can now lay claim to water rights for that water in the Great Salt Lake to mine. And they're mining lithium and magnesium and all sorts of things out there um, to create uh, batteries, cell phone batteries, electric vehicle batteries, solar panels. Um, But what they do is they evaporate a ton of water they're evaporating a ton of water through the salts, and then they they crush the salts, which I don't, if there's dust out there, I don't think it's arsenic. I think it's lithium. Lithium is extremely toxic. And what I find funny is one of the things that I found with my research in this is that there's a dust collection system. Very simple, easy. They can go out and collect the dust if, if the water evaporates, and supposedly there's arsenic, but they're not telling you about that. They're looking for every reason to drain our water into the Great Salt Lake, and then, they're, and then that's what they're doing is they're, is they're mining lithium out there, you, see, uh-huh. you think? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Utah company aims to make lithium. Now, this talks about the 55,000-acre solar evaporation ponds, the complex in Utah, and there's a lot on the solar evaporation ponds, the, the lithium, the brine. So one of the narratives is because it's a bird refuge, the brine and the brine shrimp for the birds, but when you look into mining lithium, one of the things that makes super high-quality lithium is brine. And we have some of the highest quality lithium in the world, Utah. So there's other reasons they're worried about the brine. Um, Compass Minerals isn't the only Utah company pursuing lithium. There's U.S. Magnesium, Global Battery Metals, which we're going to talk about, Anson Resources. um, They've acquired property on the Bonneville Salt Flats. So there's a lot of acres of our salt flats that aren't owned by our state anymore, let alone our country. There are other countries own a good portion of our salt flats. Now, Global Battery, well, really quickly, you can see here, roughly 500,000 gallons, so a half million of gallons is extracted to mine one ton of lithium, which makes 190,000 cell phones. And, you're, and so you're saying you're sure they're they're mining lithium mm-hmm. by the through the Great Salt Lake. Yep. And is there by chance politicians getting paid off to let this happen? I'm sure there are. Um, I need to dig more into which politicians are partners because with these guys. obviously these politicians must, must know this is happening, and for them mm-hmm. to control draining our reservoirs, the narrative. Yep. Why would they be doing this if there wasn't something yeah. in it for them? Oh, and we're going to get into where that $40 million went to in just a second okay. here. Global Battery Metals acquires Lithium King property in Utah. There's was an article that came out. And you can see that it's owned by Vancouver, British Columbia. It's pleased to announce that it has received a drill permit on its 100% owned Lithium King property. So it's they purchased the Lithium King or the property in Utah. They have received a drill permit on its 1,760-acre 
So they own 100% of those 1,760 acres lithium king property located within the salt flats in Utah. When was that? What was when's the date on that? That was in that was June of this year. Jeez. So our, our legislators, the, our, our know. politicians know what they're doing. Somebody had to make that transaction to say, yes, you can acquire yeah, and obviously these salt they got some lobbyists in there making someone's mm-hmm. wallets very fat. That belong to us. Those flats, this is our land. That belongs to us. But they went ahead and made backdoor deals without us knowing. The, to the British Columbia. To British Columbia. To British Columbia, who trades with China. Um, and here it talks about, um, you know, the lithium and magnesium and the lithium king property are present as dissolved flats and a large surface brine aquifer. Um, and it talks about, you know, the brine. And I don't want to spend too much on the brine and all of this. But um, lithium is highly toxic. It's wreaked havoc on the health and economy in Chile and other places. And they talk about how in other countries it's a child slave labor. They've got little seven-year-olds that are barefoot out there mining it. Um Multi-million dollar. This is from this is from the Salt Lake Tribune. There's a multi-million dollar mineral extraction, brine shrimp harvesting, and lake tourism industries face collapse if the Great Salt Lake continues to dwindle. So they tell you right there, they're not worried about the brine for the birds, guys. Wow. Um, this was a bill that they put in place. I believe it was 2021. Um, I'll, I don't remember who did this one, but I'll let you guys know. Um, they created the general fund for the Great Salt Lake, and you can see down here, uh, mining. Their definition of mining means the process of producing, extracting, leaching, evaporating, or otherwise removing a mineral from a natural deposit of the mineral. And down here it says, upon appropriation by the legislator, um, legislature, money in the account may be used to manage the water levels of the Great Salt Lake. So they're using our tax dollars to go into this fund to drain our fresh water over there so that they can lay claim and evaporate it for lithium mining while they're telling us to conserve water. Here's the, some well, of the... Well, they're telling you not to flush your toilet if yeah. it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to flush your toilet because they need to see what your anus looks like. Yeah, pretty much. So that photo is photo to the crowd. Here's the dust collection stuff that they can order they wanted to dust collect but so then i'm looking into the 40 million dollars i'm like okay where's the 40 million dollars gone then that they gave our speaker of house and this is savage by the way this mm-hmm. this is like mad respect to you this is, all right tell you tell everyone what you did here um so we've got the federal government that teamed up with our division of forest and fire uh forest and Fire and forestry, sorry guys, tongue-tied. Um, they did an investment of $20 million to basically come together with the federal government to oversee our watersheds. And I was trying to figure out with this $40 million, I'm like, you know what, no research, I keep hearing in legislation that no research, well, they don't know the answers because no research has been done on the Great Salt Lake. I'm like, well, where's the $40 million that went to Brad Wilson last year then to research the Great Salt Lake to fix this problem? And I reached out to our state auditor's office and I said, I want every penny of that $40 million audited. Where did it go? And I got an email back uh, and this is what it says. See, this is what's cool. Chelsea, I appreciate this. This is to our listeners. You are the, the ultimate authority when it comes down to the to these reps. They work for you. You are the employer. Yep. You have the right to audit your employees. If, if they spend $40 million of our money, you have every right to be able to say, hey, where's that money at? Mm-hmm. And kudos to you because, you know, Chelsea went and demanded it. She went through the proper channels, found out, and, and share what you found. Yeah, so they emailed back, 
And it says the money awarded through HB 410, that's where they appropriated the $40 million to Brad Wilson, basically, last year is being granted to the National Audubon Society and the Nature Conservancy. Remember those names. The National Audubon Society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To create and lead a water trust. Uh, we're currently in the process of building, uh, putting together agreements to make this happen. And as of yet, none of the $40 million has been spent. So basically, the $40 million went to the Nature Conservancy and the National Audubon Society to create a trust to put that $40 million in to oversee our Great Salt Lake. And here you can see the Division of Forest Fire and State Lands, Audubon and the Nature Conservancy to lead the Great Salt Lake Water Trust got led to that. Now the Nature Conservancy, you guys, is funded by and created by the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Oh, wow, I did not see that coming. Not at all. Now do you know where the National Audubon Society, who funded that, who created that? Hmm. Also the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. So all $40 million of our dollars went straight to Rockefeller to put into his own trust to regulate our Great Salt Lake. That's our land. That's our water. Those are our minerals. And Brad Wilson knows exactly where this money went. Cox knows exactly where this money went. They are selling us out to our enemy. And Rockefeller is, is partnered directly with the United Nations and World Economic Forum. Utah. <laughs> They love Rockefeller here. You know, <laughs> what What are, you know, Gadiant and Robbers? What, you know, what are the secret combinations? I, I'm sorry. I mean, anyone who knows who the Rockefellers are, anyone who knows who the World Economic Forum is, and, and we've got our Speaker of the House, we've got our governor, we've got our lieutenant governor, we've got, I mean, you can go down the list, down the list, even down to our uh, county clerks, are people at the city level, mm-hmm. you know, men, I mean, you can go down the list of these people who are in bed. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, guess what? If you're not in bed with that group, you ain't getting in that club. Yeah. There's a reason everybody who mm-hmm. ran for office last year that was trying to take down that club got shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mayors of Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County, Aaron Mendenhall and Jenny Wilson, they also sit on the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute we talked about earlier. Um, they also sit on the U.S., and they sit on the board of the Utah uh, League of Cities and Towns as well. Um, but they also sit on, there's a U.S. Global coalition, global Leadership Coalition, and it's the Rockefeller, Rothschild, Soros, every World Economic Forum and United Nations Department you could think of. Uh, Hillary Clinton sits on that board. Henry Kissinger sits on that board. And when you look at the Utah Advisory Board for that, it's... Aaron Mendenhall and Ann Milner and Alt Bramble, all of the same Kurt legislators. Bramble. Sean Reyes sits on that board. Um, Candace Perucci, who's a legislator, her Here's husband the reality. sits if, on if that board. If you're not willing to close your eyes, if you're not willing to either play ball or at least or at least keep your mouth shut, yeah. you ain't in. Yep. They will they will not let you in. Mm-hmm. And the and thank God we've got people like you know, and it's a very small list like. Um, our buddy down in uh, Blanding, Phil Lyman, Phil Lyman mm. you know, John Johnson. There. I mean, there's we have a couple of these guys, and we just barely got in uh, Trevor Lee. Yeah. But I can't even count on one hand how many people are, are in are in that are, that are willing to stand up and expose it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, a reason Like that... there's less than four mm-hmm. in all Utah. There's a reason that other people that were helping stepped down and threats were made. 
Right, so. right. There's a reason Steve Christiansen's yep. his life was threatened, his wife was threatened. His when, grandkids were threatened. When they spoke up about election integrity. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at, and I'm, I'm going to bring it back to election integrity, because that's, you know, we're losing, you look at Brazil, people are in the streets, rioting in the streets because their their elections were stolen. Mm -hmm. Utah is what is the leader in vote by mail. Utah is the leader when it comes to ranked choice voting. Utah is, has all the machines. Utah is, again, lockstep with all of these UN programs to take over elections. Mm -hmm. And yet, where's the, where, where's, where's the uprising? Where's the people standing up against it? Yep. Yeah, we need people at the Capitol. We need to start. And that's the thing. They work for us, and they are scared of us. There are more of us than there are of them, guys. When you start really researching and looking who's involved in our state, it's a small number of people. We, we can beat them, but we have to stand up. But it's going to also take people listening and, and the people who are sitting along, you know, watching this on YouTube, the people on Instagram, the people on social media. The only way we're going to win this is when we grow an army big enough that we threaten them. Mm -hmm. An army big enough of people who will just stand up, who will call them out, who will write letters, who will show up at the Capitol. Yes. We need more than a thousand people in the fight. And all these people that are watching, they're listening, you can be a part of that. Yes. I mean, simply sharing this message with your friends, mm -hmm. helping tyranny grows in darkness. Tyranny grows when, when, when people are afraid just to share it, yeah. when people are afraid to expose it. Mm -hmm. Have the courage, share this information. That's why we brought her on this. Why, look, you've got, this is, you're not your conspiracy theorist when it's all right yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, it's all right here. In, I mean, Chelsea, you've done a hell of a job documenting it all. What you can do, you don't have to do grammar requests. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, to put on a, get on the radio. You don't have to do a podcast. You can simply share this with your friends. You can simply send a letter to Congress. You can simply show up. Yeah. But we are watching this, the, this global conspiracy, this, the, these end times, the, these prophetic end times unfold yeah. right beneath our nose. And I will tell you, to sit silent amongst that kind of evil is to be a part of it. Yeah. And you know what? We, you don't have to say anything. Please come to the Capitol and help us. You don't have to give public comment. And this is during next legislative session, yep. which is going to be the end January, of January up March. through March. And you will mm -hmm. know because we will be giving yes. hell. We will be waking people up and getting you out there. But when that call comes, we need you there. Yeah. And you don't have to say anything. Just fill a seat. Be a number. We show strength in numbers. That's so right. Just do, you know, do whatever you want to do, but please be a part of it. Um, Kate, Kate James, um, who's part of the uh, National Audubon Society. She also has connections. She was the chief communications officer for Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So the Gates are here through other avenues as well. Um, and they're actually, I found a Salt Lake Tribune article after the fact from forever ago talking about, it says, Wilson didn't indicate any preference for a specific group because they're talking about how that 40 million was supposed to go to grants for people here in Utah, businesses and hydrologists and researchers and scientists here in Utah to research the Great Salt Lake. So he doesn't talk about specific groups, but he does say actually here, the National Audubon Society and Nature Conservancy have spent decades managing and restoring wetlands and he has them as likely candidates. So Brad Wilson admitted it himself. Um, here's our bill stating that the sovereign lands trespassing amendment. So again, um, Great Salt Lake is sovereign entity. So they've just passed this last year. So they can say we're trespassing now if they want. Um, here's a bill that they've um, passed talking about water preferences. Um, the state engineer can work with stakeholders 
in conducting the study under this section. So it's always the stakeholders with these big corporations. Um, and it talks about the um, water preferences. They've basically, um, the state engineer can decide who gets what, and he's, you know, <laughs> Cox appoints the engineer. So, oh, small wonder. Yeah. Um, basically, the our farmers and, uh, you know, rural areas and their agriculture livestock, they have dropped down completely to last on the list for if we have a water emergency where water preferences will go and they've brought commercial agriculture forth up on the list. Um, here's actually, I was talking about the Utah Rainwater Harvesting Act. On the Utah Division of Water Rights, this is where you rainwater, where you register to collect rainwater when they really start to decide to enforce it. And so this brings us to Cox's proclamation and the video that everyone wants to see with Cox. Um, Connie Cox? Con dictator Cox. He's, he's, guys, he's acting like a dictator in every way. Um, he issues a proclamation cutting off some water diversions to help the Great Salt Lake. And so, you know, Bear River down there has been trying to fight. Our state has been wanting to drain Bear River's freshwater supply into the Great Salt Lake to bring up the levels. They've been fighting it. They've given them alternative ideas, and they haven't been able to get it. Well, Cox comes out and just with the proclamation, couldn't get legislative appro approval, so he comes out and proclaims that he's suspending our water rights, and he's just going to start forcing it into the Great Salt Lake, including Bear River. It says right here, his copy of the proclamation, I, Spencer J. Cox, governor of the state of Utah, upon recommendation of the state engineer, which he appointed. Well, he forgot to use his pronouns in this. He did forget to use his <laughs> pronouns. <laughs> Um, by virtue of the authority vested in me, hereby suspend the right of the public to appropriate surplus and unappropriated water for the following sources. And he lists Bear River, a bunch of different water sources. And one of the, um, we're going to play the video now with what Cox said, but one of the bills that they're trying to pass this session, so we need help fighting this, is um, they would have, Cox would have the right to, if he declares an emergency that there's water shortages, they would have the right to interrupt our water usage. So these smart water meters, they're usually going to just shut you off, um, interrupt our water usage under eminent domain. Um, so basically they can damage or take your private property in order to force water interruption. Um, and one of the things that it lists, is, it lists that they'll compensate you for because you know that makes it all better is applicable crop losses so they think it's okay to destroy our farmers crops and take water away from them so let's play the uh you want to see the video yep um cox basically came out and even though he knows that this water is going <laughs> being drained to the, to the great salt lake to be mined for other countries he's coming out and telling us that we still need to do our part to conserve water and that we need to report our neighbors okay while he's making backdoor deals we do we have the video we do okay so while cox is making backdoor deals bringing the with the lithium mining draining mm -hmm. our lakes this is what this this commie is is trying to do to us mm -hmm. just like hitler rat out your neighbors Yep. Okay, yep. keep in mind, this is the same governor who gets up there and is pushing for men to be in my daughter's locker rooms. Yes. Keep in mind, this is the same governor that gets on the woke agenda that wants to talk about his pronouns. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is who represents Utah. What does he have to say? Here is Dictator Cox, guys. But all of those things are really, really important to do right really, now. Really. And then, and this is where we have to have enforcement. And all of that enforcement is done at the local level. Um, we've seen some of our municipalities, um, I... I I, and I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it was, it was Weber County that's that's going to be tagging houses. 
Weber Basin. Yep, thank you. Weber Basin Tage Flints here. Um, they're they're going to be very serious about this. And it, you know, three strikes and you're out. You lose your secondary water for the rest of the year. Um, that's the type of enforcement we need to have, so people will know we're serious. Word travels when your neighbor finds out that they they might have their secondary water shut off. We're all going to be a lot more careful about it. So basically, your secondary water meter, its you've got a bunch of neighbors, people you know, on the street that are connected to that meter. So if you're wasting water and you get your water shut off on you, they're going to shut off your secondary water meter. And he's encouraging all local communities to do this. But with some of the new bills they're passing to give him more dictator, emergency-powered you know, authorities, he'd be able to, um, to demand it, basically, himself. But your secondary water meter gets shut off, all your neighbors get their water shut off as well. So he's basically saying that should encourage you to report your neighbor. And here we've got, um, here's the site where you can actually report water waste. So we're reporting our neighbors and friends and family just like Hitler. Asked. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're draining how much for water in the in, for the NSA for, to basically store data that they're using to mm -hmm. spy on us. They're draining down to the Great Salt Lake. They're pushing water out in the desert. They're using water to mine lithium, and yet... Let's report our neighbors, mm -hmm. and if they're using too much water to water their lawn or to flush yeah. their toilet too many times, boy, we're going to turn their water off for the rest of the year. Yeah. Here's just so you can see the website where Cox basically, his own website and his proclamation. So it's all, it's all right there. And I just really quickly want to show you a short clip, and I know I don't want to go too much longer with time. So um, this is in Nevada, and they've got these um, water police is what they're calling them. To crack down on outdoor water waste, a strict conservation program is now underway. So what I'm doing right now is I'm looking for any kind of water waste violation that's occurring in this neighborhood. Um, so that can include anything such as water leaving the property, water running off into the gutter and going down the street. Water cops like Cameron Donnarumma patrol day and night, ready to pounce on rule breakers. Pounce. Pounce. Now watch him film evidence for the crimes they're committing. For using too much water. Waterways Investigator 8776. Today is Monday, June 13th, 2022 at 6.58 a.m. Spray and flow is occurring at this property. The water is running off the property and heading down the street. Grass is legal, but not in your front garden. So that is, those are, that's the turf that we're talking about here in Utah. So Utah is the pilot state for most things, but there are things that have started in other states that will be trickling here. So, uh, pun intended. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is what we're fighting, guys. So, we pull up our website real quick and you can leave the camera on us while she's pulling that up. Because here's the thing, and this is what I want to leave with, with uh, our, our viewers. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, we do not have a government by the majority. We have a government by the majority who participate. And we have a God-given responsibility. You know, we've been given freedoms. Like, we, we honestly live better than any king could have, could have ever imagined. I mean, we live incredibly. But we've also been given duties. And, and we have the duties to, to preserve those freedoms for our children. And... We are not powerless. We, we have the ability to stand up, to make a difference. We are, it is, darkness grows when good people sit by and do nothing. So what I want to, to, to leave for a call to action is go to our website, go ahead and flip it onto the screen here, 
wearethepeople.org. Uh, uh, Again, it's wearethepeople.org. And if you just get, clicked action right here, you're going to see how you can actually do something. Again, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. You've now watched this. You know what's going on. You have left neutral ground. It is one thing for you to be ignorant and, and, to, and to be silent out of, out of, out of ignorance. But once you, once you are informed, once you know something, you are then held accountable for that light and knowledge you have. So silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. If you know this information and you sit silently, you are condemned. You are part of what's the tyranny that's bringing this country down and will, ens what will enslave our children. Not to act is to act, and especially when we're going to walk you through how you can do something so easy. Come to the website, scroll right here, look, restore Utah water rights back to the people. Stop state surveillance. If you're concerned about election integrity, click right here, and look how easy it is to send a letter, boom, right here. This is something we're encouraging everyone to do. We have to get control of our elections.